1: Hello and welcome, Disney movie lovers, to another episode of the Disney vs Disney Debates. I am your host, Zane C. Grandmaster of these debates, and with me today to argue for their respective movies is Curtis Lang. Hello, my friend. From various TNC podcasts, and <laughs> Aurelie Roque. What's up? Just general great person and performer. Uh... Sure. Man, I don't want to put that sure. pressure on you you know, you know what
2: Back checker I'm going to need you to check that I can <laughs> confirm
0: that Ray is good Ray told me to dance at 2 o'clock in the morning once <laughs> uh, <those laughs> are
1: the yes, Taylor also <laughs> yeah, okay. yes. we will just put it out there that we do again have a studio audience made up of a few TNC podcasters shout out to all of the TNC podcasters we're <laughs> all here we're <laughs> all, all, all here <laughs> And also, I just want to let everyone know Ray has come. She's feeling a little under the weather, so we appreciate that she's dragged herself into the studio, ready to fight for her film. Bonus points for that. I'm Bonus dying points. inside,
2: but it's worth it for you Disney. Already got one
1: point. Everything <laughs> one is point worth down. It. Yes, coming yes! <laughs> back, baby. So, Ray, what movie are you defending today?
2: I am defending *Wreck It Ralph*.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. And Curtis, I am defending *Treasure Planet*. This is something that's very close to my heart, and mm. I hate the idea that uh, one of these is going to lose. Yeah. But before we get into the debate, I want to say hello to our resident fact checker. Hello. hello. <laughs> Ellen Rose Sorensen will be keeping you honest. Good. Don't
0: try anything. I'm harsh. And
1: if you do, you've got, got to quick do it.
2: <laughs> Quick! So was ready to use them. That, I'm, you know what? Just go ahead and cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so I will remind you, you're both very exuberant people. It's we true. are a Disney podcast, so we are Disney rules. Yep, no cursing, no cussing, no yep. insults.
2: I'm going to start calling myself exuberant from my, <laughs> <laughs> the parents of my students. I'm a very Exuberant (laughs) wink person. You're welcome.
1: I'm happy to answer reference calls. (laughs) Uh, So, the five criteria that I will be judging this debate on are the memorable moments that are in your movie, what people leave the cinema thinking about and what they think about years later, the message that your movie puts out into the world and whether it's good looking back on it, or if it is good to move forward with in your heart. The movie magic, so what about your film makes it a better film than any other Disney movie? So is it the cinematography? Is it the storyboarding? Is it the writing and the scripting? Um, The magic music. So we don't have a musical in this. I know. So, but, this is going to
2: blow my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I'm interested to see what you come up with. And then the final criteria is that Disney touch. Now, that is... Anything that doesn't fit into the other four categories, I will be keeping note as we go through the debate, and I will do a I will do a uh a count at the end and I won't know until then you won't know until then, so we have flipped a coin we have, we have. Ray won and chose to go first. She is very confident
2: I'm an exuberant <laughs> wink person. <laughs>
1: That is going to come back to bite me, I feel, at some point in the future. Uh, but until then. Bold call to offer to give reference, take reference calls as well. <laughs> your phone's dead, man. Like, it's already blowing up, like right now. So for the first round, you will have a three-minute opening statement on why your film is great. Okay. Uh, you don't have to touch on the other film yet. Just focus on yours. I will give you a warning bell at two minutes, and you'll have one minute until then, and I will cut you off. Then we'll move on to a rebuttal round. Mm. Then we'll take a break, come back with an open discussion with any questions that have arisen during the debate. We will do a summation, and then the decision shall be made. So, Ray, you have three minutes. Your time starts as soon as you start talking.
2: Exuberant. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph was really phenomenal in that, just from the very get-go, it was about nostalgia. You had uh, you could go to this movie as a parent and have just as much fun as the kids. It was about video games and uh, seeing all of these characters that you played when you were a kid and your kids are playing now because now it's retro to be pulling out the old Super Nintendo and such. And to be able to have that conversation with your kids later was uh, truly fascinating. Um, so, I mean, some of the, um, great references that I saw, was like Sonic the Hedgehog and you saw some of the Disney princesses walking down the aisle. Uh, Donkey Kong actually was in it as well. And did you know that uh, in the initial storyline, they were going to put a Sims in as well? So yeah, I will not stop. I will keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quiet uh, in the studio. <laughs> uh, even Pac-Man, that one was actually funny in the, yeah. did you know that actually Skrillex Was the DJ at the party at the Fix-It Felix Jr. Um, So on top of that, though, it does weirdly go into a spiritual thing. It's about being written as a particular character and wanting to be something more or different. Not even more. You think it's more. Maybe it's not. Maybe you are already enough. Some people that I've looked at have talked about how it is a bit like um, a god complex or a um, need of um, good versus evil where you have to have both. You can't have the, the peaks if you don't have the valleys. And so to uh, see that happen in a film and kids get that is, is truly phenomenal for me as well. I'm going to say phenomenal a lot. Exuberant. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it did win Best Animated Feature, if I remember correctly, the Annie Award. Ah, brought musicals in. Ah, there you go. Uh, it was a it was an A lister cast: John C. Riley, Jane Lynch, the guy from Thirty Rock that I can never remember his freaking name. Sarah, thank you. Uh, Sarah Silverman, and, and there were... Um, okay, thank
1: you. No, you've got one minute left. <laughs>
2: oh, that's why. Oh, right. Oh, Jack McBrayer. That's his name. Jack McBrayer, yeah. John C. Riley, uh, And to see them get to play these characters that look like themselves but not mm-hmm. is truly fascinating. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, I really liked the storyline that it told. I liked everything about it. Um, I liked... How in the end he uses the bad anon quote, which I will come back to later, um, and uses that not only as a uh, what do they say? It's an affirmation. It's not an affirm- it's an affirmation in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. but as he's saying it and he thinks he's falling to his death, spoiler alert, he he's not saying it as an affirmation. He's saying it is I is no one I'd rather be than me, whether I am good or bad.
1: Excellent. Right on time. That was wonderful. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph is fantastic. <laughs> now let us move on to Treasure Planet. Now you will have three minutes. Warning at two. Your time starts when you start talking. Curtis. Curtis. Whoever had the balls to walk into a Disney meeting and say, hey, so I want to do Treasure
0: Island, but in space, is my goddamn hero. Okay? And I'll tell you who that hero is. It is. Oh, dear. It is. (laughs) Ah! I don't know. I'll come back to it later. Look, all right. Treasure Planet is a- Ron Clements. Ron Clements. And he wrote, he directed Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and goddamn Hercules. All right? So- Treasure Planet is, is a retelling of Robert Louis Stevenson's uh, classic, absolute classic novel, Treasure Island, which is a adventure tale about pirates and treasure and boy beca- and a journey from a boy to a man. Um, treasure Planet is that but goes entirely further. It is, it's, it's an incredible tale. Um, and I'll get into the, like the brilliant sci-fi, the weird – it's not steampunk. I can't even tell you what it is because it's so individual – um, but I'll get into that later. But um, the re- look, the relationship between Long Jong Silver and Jim in this film goes far beyond what is portrayed in the original novel. The novel goes into themes of male role models and bonding, but uh, this th- the film goes deeper. The, the lack of a father figure um, has a pro- prolonged effect on Jim and his uh, emotional and psychological um, upbringing to the point that uh, at the beginning of the film where you first see him as a teenager, when we introduced to this hero, he's actually kind of an unlikable character. He's he's petulant. He's um he's angry at the world. He's he's very just um he's te- uh, testy with his lovely uh, mother who is just trying to do whatever she can to um raise him right. Um and when he meets Long Jong Silver and he finally has this kind of connection of a male bonding, uh you begin to see like these shades of gray. And I think that, 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 that that shades of gray is not something that we really see in a lot of other Disney films, the shades of gray, not only in Jim as a character, but in long John silver and, <laughs> silver as a, a villain is something that we just don't see. Um, Let's talk about the cast for a second. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Jim Jim is plays Jim. David Hyde Pierce is Dr. Delbert dog, Doppler, an anthropomorphic dog which you got to love. Emma Thompson is a badass uh cat captain and uh, Martin Short, comedy genius plays a talking <laughs> robot who's just delightful. Um there's mem- so many memorable moments. The uh scene where he's uh where at the beginning of the film uh where he's uh on a sky surfer, like it's kind of this weird combo of wind sailing skateboarding skydiving um and i wanted to have one of those more than i wanted to have a lightsaber which is saying something because <laughs> it's just so cool and yeah again just the amount of good um side characters to be a good disney film you got to have good side characters as i mentioned before all those all those um All those characters. The film employs a novel technique of hard-drawn 2D traditional animation set atop 3D computer animation. This perfectly harkens to a golden age of Disney utopia whilst allowing the utilisation of grand backdrops and magnificent settings.
1: (laughs) That was wonderful. I can tell that you both love these movies. I 100% agree. I am conflicted. Yes. So are we. We are too. That's yeah. the, we were just
2: talking just before we even, we started this saying, this is a hard one because all three of us actually <laughs> fucking like both of these <laughs> you movies. Need to I just, all I might four have just, of us, all four of us, even <laughs> fact checking yeah. the fact checker. He, she, even she I was am, like, yeah. this is going to be hard, man.
1: All right. So I guess we you both spoke gushingly about your films mm. very eloquently. Now comes the hard part where you need to tell me, why your opponent's film is not as good as yours. Uh, So we'll go to Ray again first, and you'll have two minutes. I won't give you a warning. I'll just cut you off at two minutes. uh, And your time starts as soon as you start talking.
2: All right. I am going to start with the financials i'm looking at the mm. um, box office uh, hits here uh and wreck it ralph came out in what was it, what 2012 yeah it was the 14th highest grossing film of 2012 or no the fourth highest grossing animated film uh and it actually skyrocketed it did actually incredibly well uh rotten tomatoes has it at an 87 percent rotten tomatoes doesn't exactly like animated films to be Quite honest. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at Treasure Planet, it was by LA Times standards in 2014, listed uh, the film as one of the most expensive box office flops of all time. Uh, it, um, let me see here, uh, the resting gross was somewhere like 109 million worldwide, whereas um, Wreck It Ralph was, let's see, I'm looking, looking, looking. Uh, it's somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. Uh, billions and billions of
0: 471
2: dollars. Four hundred and seventy-one million. Thank you. So, um, and uh, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, put Treasure Planet at a sixty-nine percent. Still good. Do not get me wrong. Still good. But if we're looking at the actual response here. Wreck-It Ralph was loved more Mm. statistically than Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet is a a good movie, is a phenomenal movie. Again, we just said that. However, it goes really simplistically into good and evil. Whereas Wreck-It Ralph, there's ebb and flow. You have to have good to, to have bad. And Treasure Planet does state that ever so finally in that last moment between um, the captain and oh, what was his name again? The, the main character Jim. and Jim when they're saying their goodbyes and he, but it is more about, does he want to be a bad person or a good person? And I feel like there was a bit of a, a thicker wall, a thicker, it wasn't a fine line on that one as, as opposed to um, Wreck-It Ralph. And that is all I will have to say about that.
1: All right. Perfect timing. Uh, great arguments. Very respectful arguments. I this is hard, you guys. This is <laughs> this is a really tough one. I'm find myself really emotionally I feel emotionally attacked when you attack <gasps> Treasure Planet. I, I, was,
2: <laughs> I was just saying in my head, I'm like, I'm feeling attacked right now, and <laughs>
1: I'm the one talking. But come on. I'm Rainfant attacking myself. Movie. Curtis, <laughs> I apologize for what's about to happen. I did this to myself. <laughs> so uh, again, I will give you two minutes. Very well. Uh, and your time starts as soon as I get my timer up. I won't give you a warning. Uh, your time starts as soon as you start talking. Very well. So right
0: there then you said um, it does have a simplistic version of good and evil. I I kind of disagree with that in actual fact because I think there is um very clear kind of uh, a bit of a battle. between. It's not just a bad person being a bad person and a good person being a good person. It's these guys doing what what they can. Because I think the message of the film is that you are greater than your circumstance. You can go above the trauma of your past. Um, And I think that it doesn't have to define you. Um, Wreck-It Ralph, on the other hand, like you said before, yeah, it's got all these um, cameos like Sonic the Hedgehog, Pac-Man. But it does still have an air of like old white men trying to write about this new fandangle craze of video games. It's like the cameos don't feel organic. They feel kind of just chucked in there to get that ooh moment. It's like when we see Thanos at the end of every single um, Marvel movie. And we all go, oh my God, he's coming eventually. And then he takes 19 movies. Now, um, also just a personal gripe for me, it's really the only personal gripe I have with Wreck-It Ralph is that I don't, I think it was needless to Vanellope be a princess at the end. I think um, she, it was a good story. It was, It was. was. It was fine. She had her own kind of arc and then the whole princess thing was kind of just tacked on. To um, uh, go along with the whole Disney princess crazy kind of like it's a Disney film, so it had to have a princess. I don't agree with that. I think she was a well-developed character and had her own kind of arc. And even though she says like I'm not going to be a princess, I'm going to be a president," she's kind of assuring that they still had to put the princess thing in there because, um, Disney, and yeah. So that's kind of I, I yeah the financials of it, um. It did flop, but I will say it came out in two thousand and two. The early two thousands, notoriously weird time for movies. Everyone was going to see terrible things, and they made a lot of money. While the good things, not a lot of people saw, um, and didn't make a didn't didn't make a lot of money. And I'm done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are again. I thank you for being so respectful, but again, oh, Wreck-It for you guys, yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to take a little break. Very well. Uh, I'm going to gather my thoughts. Cry in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls gathering his Well, thoughts. we're going to come back and we're going to have an open discussion about some mm. of the things you may or may not have mentioned about your movies already. Uh, expand upon some of the things. I have some things I would like some clarification on mm. uh, and we'll open it up to Ellen as well and yourselves. So let's take a moment, uh, have a think, and we'll be back
0: in a moment. Sounds good.
1: So, I have a couple questions that things have been brought up Indeed. Uh, that I would like to put forward to the debaters. Shoot. Mm. Now, both of you have spoken about the design of your film. They're both very distinctively designed, mm-hmm. uh, and you both promised to talk more about it at a later date. And this is that the later date. <laughs> date. I love it. Thank you, because I didn't get to do it much. So, now um, is the time. This is the place. I will throw to Ray first because mm. she is going first. Uh, so,. If you could uh, expound a little bit about why the design of Wreck-It Ralph uh, makes is better than the design of Treasure Planet,
2: uh, are we talking about the design of the story? We're we talking about how it was animated, or does it? Ha- or like where are you just going with the, this?
1: The, the visual style, the the voice acting style, because mm. they're both animated films. Mm, yeah. uh, anything to do with the design of the film.
2: I did find it fascinating. We were just talking about this. Um, I, the one, one person that I forgot to mention, A-lister, is Alan Tudyk as um, King Candy. Mm. And um, just going to give that little bit of trivia again. <laughs> yeah. uh, the role of King Candy was actually, uh, was well, what did I say? He is an homage. He is, his character was designed, vocally and physically designed, to be an homage to the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Hence the reason why he sounds so familiar mm-hmm. and he looks so familiar and he makes those weird jokes. Like, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? You'd hit <laughs> you a guy, hit a guy with glasses. Very funny. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in, I mean, in that style, if I'm just going to go off of voice acting for a second, Alan Tudyk, man, just standing ovation with that guy because yeah. I can never tell when it's him. I always think it's... Doesn't
0: he play the bird in Moana? He does. He was, I he taught, was. i chat for another time. <laughs> <but> just like... <laughs>
2: He's a, he is a ninja. He is yeah. a ninja voice actor. Uh and so yeah, you have John C. Riley, yeah, you have Jane Lynch and uh oh my god, I can remember never remember his name. Say his name again. Jack something. Thank you. Uh they don't do anything with their voices. Uh oh, Sarah Silver Sarah Silverman. They have iconic sounds. And you can tell Alan Tudyk takes something and you cannot tell that it is him. You cannot tell that it is him. That could be said about almost any uh, voice acting work that he's done. So in that aspect, being able to get some of these A-listers and assume that some of them are going to go with their own voice, but know that you're going to have one person where it's just going to be fully about the character. Mm. And it was the bad guy that you don't realize is the bad guy. Um, so that is that's fun for me., uh, the actual physical design of it, the actual like the cinema the cinematography was, I mean, it blew my mind to take something like an arcade game and to turn it into something three dimensional. They made it look pixelated, and they did they specifically designed it to look that way. It actually went really, really, really heavy into uh, a lot of technical stuff in order to make it look simple. Because you have that look. You have to have one character that is um, from a game from the Donkey Kong, you know. And then you have to have something that is as high res as uh, Sergeant O. What's her name again? Sergeant O'Hagan. Jane Lynch's character. Sergeant
0: O'Hara, I think it might be. So, uh, Cal- Sergeant Cal- Calhoun. Sergeant
2: Calhoun, thank you. Uh, and to put them right next to each other mm. and still make it seem like they're all in our real world I'm gonna make one tiny little thing that I wish that they had done so you can they they can see us through this weird hole in the in their universe when we cross over that bridge that um, weird barrier they start to look a little bit more realistic and not so pixelated Mm. so why do we as humans look exactly the same from their side they should be pixelated a little bit, shouldn't they? Mm. Like, that was one thing that I went, hang on a second. Now that I did Um right. So there was, uh, I was just reading up on this, and it was a lot of big words, a lot of big words on um, stuff that they did. They went to candy factories and to actually look at what these candies are supposed to look like for all of that huge race mm. and sugar rush and how it looks so realistic. Which there is an,
0: absolutely a Mario Kart level that is ripped off that. Oh, oh totally. Totally.
1: All right, well shall we pass yeah. over yeah, to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Curtis? yeah, yeah. Uh, because Treasure Planet again, as you said, had a mm. very distinct style to it.
0: Yeah, so the very distinct style from that comes from the fact that uh so all of the characters and stuff, they were animated with 2D traditional animation. So drawn yep. hand-drawn yep. animation, and then they were put onto 3D computer backdrops. As I said, as I said at the end of my initial argument, um, like that that kind of allowed for these like massive space um uh, like uh, settings and um, backdrops to be used. And like, so the film just looks gorgeous while also kind of harkening back to the golden age of Disney animation yeah, when it was yeah. all 2d. And I think on, like, I, I I love all these new films that are coming out like Tangled and Frozen and wreck Ralph and the way that they are animated, but like a deep part of me misses the traditional two D animation because the last mm-hmm. one we had was Princess and the Frog I think and that yeah. was like two thousand and eight two thousand and nine
2: well and that's why it was so big a deal that yeah. that was Princess and the Frog was because yeah, it was absolutely. their official their they said yeah. we're we no can't, we're done with the animation absolutely
0: and I think I think that's like intrinsically very sad because the two like it just it just invokes such a sense of nostalgia for me because yeah. that to me is Disney that style of animation. That like I can't really describe it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, um it, yeah, it is a hand drawn. Um I didn't really get into it before, but moving on, the yes, these aren't musicals, these ones, but um Treasure Planet has one of I think the greatest like early two thousands like emotional ballads oh. of all time. <laughs> yeah. I'm still here by the lead singer of the Goo Goo dolls, yeah. Johnny Reznick. Yeah insane song. I have belted that oh, song a out. Oh, teen
2: angst, man, just sitting yeah, on your absolutely. bed going, like, yeah. yeah! But I've
0: belted that song out with my dad more times than I can count, which is really ironic, considering that this film is about, like, abandonment by a father. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna and throw and out like, a, a ponytail and... just like Jim and yeah. make a Hovercraft. Oh, I can't. It's the I can't, 90s. It's on. No. Darn it.
0: But, yeah, like, um, it's just, it is just uh, amazing. And, the, yeah, that song and then the score that they use as well for the film just perfectly encapsulates the scope of the of the um of where they're sailing through, and um, I found out today actually while I was doing some research that the reason that they can sail through space without like helmets or anything or like that yeah. is because they came up with this idea of I think it was called Ethereum, which is space with atmosphere. Yeah. So in this kind of in this the movie's universe, yeah, like it, it you can breathe in in space, which I think is like really interesting. Just like something that. I think it should be maybe investigated a little, yeah. little bit more yeah. in like yeah. terms of movies, and that 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 just kind of really mel- melds into the whole um, uh, like tall ships mixed with sci-fi, and um, yeah, so the fact there's like 1800s kind of technology mixed with very futuristic technology. Yep. It's not quite steampunk. But it was. I mean, it was, though. It
2: it was about as close to uh, uh, steampunk as Disney uh, was was, was willing to get, which I did
0: love. The result is just. Glorious, yeah, it, it is just, beautiful. Uh, I think no one's denying that. Oh us. no, I know. I'm just, down just, down. I just I want to
2: when they're sitting in the on the bed and he opens the book and the oh it ship comes out. flies it's out. Gorgeous. That was cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now you've both <laughs> mentioned uh, side characters. Mm, I would mm. like you to pick your favorite side character from these movies, so say secondary, tertiary character, yeah. and tell me why they elevate your movie. Mm. I'll throw to Ray first. <sighs>
2: My, I'm just gonna go with my instinct here, and this is gonna be pretty simple. Um, I'm gonna go with. Hang on one second. I keep going back and forth here.
1: <laughs> is it Jack McBrayer? Because that's. His <laughs> <name>. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I'm gonna go with, and she actually does have a full name: Sergeant Tamora Jean
0: Calhoun. Nice. This is a because good I have
2: a super lady crush on her. Yeah. Jane full Lynch. stop
0: <laughs> she's <laughs> got like full on ptsd as well and huh? oh, i think that's she like did
2: yeah she did and i hate that they kind of, like they were like oh ptsd is funny but at the same time yeah
0: you know, it's but she got over it in the end as yeah. well like like yeah. it, they still had a fruition of her character arc i think where she was like able to move past that and it was
2: super wild that um particularly speaking as a super tall woman myself that yeah. she would fall in love with somebody who seems like he's <laughs> really, like nine, really, inches, yeah. uh, nine <laughs> <laughs> inches tall
1: all right well what about you curtis
0: um look in terms of the character that I connected with the most when I was a kid, I love Dr. Dobler, mm-hmm. uh, who's voiced by David yeah. Hyde Pierce. However, he is just a comedy foil to the magnificent Captain Amelia voiced by Emma Thompson. Uh, uh, and she is just, also lady, of, crush. Awesome yeah. lady crush. Hardcore lady crush. Mm-hmm. One of the most mm-hmm. badass female Disney characters. Must um, cosplay immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but I just and again, like we we can talk about how Treasure Planet I think is underrated and overlooked till the cows come home. But I think if we're talking about like really good female kind of role models from Disney films, I reckon Captain Amelia like takes the cake, a large portion of the cake for me.
2: Oh, and they just do that whole, like, cats and dogs falling in love, living (laughs) together, mass hysteria.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. um,
2: Can I give one bit of trivia? There's one name that you didn't mention. The mother, uh, Sarah Hawkins, who is Laurie Metcalf. That's true. Roseanne's sister from Roseanne. I
0: also didn't mention... Uh, the narrator is Tony J, yeah. who voices Judge Claude Frollo from, and just the silky oh, baritone. Oh, that just, guy. As soon as that happens, you're that just like, guy. I'm
1: ready for a movie now. Okay. Yeah. We've got to the silky baritones. I think it's time to take a break. <laughs> Gather ourselves. We will come back for our summations and final judgment. All right. The time has come your final summations we have gushed a lot criticized a little Mm. and now it is time to summarize for me exactly why your film is better than the other again ray will get to go first you have one minute i'll cut you off at the end of the one minute and your time starts when you start talking
2: This isn't so much a movie about good versus evil, which Disney is prone to do. This is um, good versus evil within us all and accepting that we are both. I really don't know what else to to honestly say. It's it speaks to it actually speaks a lot about spirituality without shoving it down our throats because they had way too many uh, guest characters to bring on to be shoving anything more (laughs) down our throats. Um, But it made me um, not in a Pixar kind of way, but it made me tear up in the end, as I mentioned before, that he takes that um, that quotes, that affirmation and makes it more about accepting himself and just whatever else happens beyond that. He sacrifice. He becomes the hero. And that just makes my heart sore. He becomes the hero without actually for the first time trying to cheat or or cut his way Mm. through he he goes for what he thinks is right, which is to sacrifice himself.
1: Right, and that is perfectly your time.
2: I'm good at this time thing,
1: fool. (laughs) I'm bad. I'm very very bad at it. Very well said.
2: Celebratory uh, blowing of nose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Congratulations on blowing your nose. Uh, Curtis, you have one minute, and your time starts as soon as you start talking.
0: Look, as I said before, I think the big, big message of this one is, and they're they're very similar to it's very similar to Wreck It Ralph, but is that we are greater than our circumstances, and we can rise above the trauma of our past, and it doesn't need to define us. And whilst an unlikely hero rising up and tri- triumphing might be a common thing in a lot of film, in a lot of media, um, I think Treasure Planet just does it with with so much other wonderful things that it it um it just soars for me um pun intended because um. <coughs> Yeah, it harkens back to that time of traditional 2D animation whilst also um, using 3D animation to allow it to use these massive big scenescapes scapes and um, backdrops. And um, the voice cast is just incredible. Um, Emma Thompson and David Hyde Pierce and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is, I think, and I'm, like you wouldn't think of him to choose him for, to cast as your hero in an animated thing, but he did it so well. So well, so great, and I just—it's a great film. Love that film. Also, a great sci-fi film. <laughs> and that is your time.
1: Well, I'm, gonna let, I'm
2: gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let, I'm you, gonna you, let finish. you finish.
1: <laughs> so uh, the points are now finalised. Very well. I'm going to take a moment to tally them up. Please, I guess. I guess now's the time, unless Ellen has any checks. Fact. This was this was a very high
0: fact episode. There was a lot of facts. We had characters. We had voice actors, and they were all indeed correct. Um, no, every everything that you guys said was indeed factual.
2: All right,
1: because well.
0: we know our Disney son. Uh, yes, Disney. you did. I, I would have about forty six tabs open <laughs> of <laughs> like obscure. Like, was this character in Record Well? Yes, he was. So. I'm well done.
1: Open the floor. For each of you to tell the other why you love their movie, and while I tally, oh, well, take five. Uh,
2: minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, this would be an entirely bold podcast yeah. right here. I love, I love Treasure Planet for a lot of the reasons that you said, particularly the homage to the um, hand-drawn animation and incorporating the computer animation. Mm. And making it relatively seamless, which was hard to do. And, of course, of course, yeah. Disney had the money and the uh, the ability to do it. And it was so cool to see yeah. that. All of these characters. You know, I was talking about Alan Tudyk, but you know who else is really good at disguising her voice is Emma Thompson. Yeah. Because mm. I had forgotten that that was her. Yeah. Yeah. David Hyde Pierce, that's a hard one to hide.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Martin, that's a hard one to hide. <laughs> um, but... Um,
0: just like this is the brother from Fraser. That's, <laughs> That's
2: all I think too. It's the guy from Spamalot. lot. Yeah, so glad you're still working, buddy. Um, and I do love. I'm a huge um uh, Treasure Island fan. I loved Treasure yeah. Island, and I love Treasure Planet, and I love steampunk, and uh Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm, yeah, damn, yeah. So it, it's hard to battle yeah. against a movie I already like.
0: Absolutely. And I play way too many video games, so Record Ralph when it came out was just a treat for my eyes to behold. <laughs> um, look, it is it is ju- the relationship, especially between, um, like I love unlikely friend relationships mm. in movies, oh, and too. Vanellope me and too. Ralph are unlikely friends, and yet, and that moment where he has to break her car because he <sighs> thinks he's doing the right thing is just heart-wrenching. And when he destroyed. tells himself
2: all he can do is wreck, and yeah. he's trying to be that, that at that point, he was tr- he thought he was being the hero, yeah. And he, and he, well, you know, obviously he wasn't. That is such a rough heart, man. I have yeah. uh, some, sometimes I want to fast forward through it because I don't like,
1: yeah, we'll I don't like, to like how upset. Before I start crying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know, uh, I know, uh, I know. they're both I know. fantastic movies. Oh, I and her cart, and it's just, just a hot mess, so great. <laughs> I the points, oh no. This is this such is a difficult decision. Very close. <laughs> we have, just by stint of numbers, uh, Ray def- pushed Wreck-It Ralph for memorable moments. Uh, mm. The way uh, definitely the, the marriage between Calhoun and Fix-It Felix mm. and and all of Wreck-It Ralph's moments throughout the movie Um,
2: that entire movie is could just be also tagline memorable moments (laughs)
1: both of you really pushed for message Mm. um and you you again very similar films kind of Mm. very similar themes um i think i think ray said it a bit more clearly i think and and when it came down to criticizing treasure planet she got in a couple points in the uh which was hard i didn't want (laughs) to do it man uh in, in when it came to it it relied on Disney's more good versus evil trope where wreck Ralph was really like even though you may might be seen as evil mm. you can still be an individual who is good. Um so wreck Ralph also took out the message mm. when it came to movie magic treasure planet uh the 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 space vistas that you spoke yeah. about the mm-hmm. animation um, or most of your memorable moments were based on uh, how the film actually worked around the technology yeah. and the style. And it is a very visually arresting film. It, mm. You can't, mm. you always want to watch it. Like yeah. it's not one that you can just listen to whenever I put it on, when I'm working, I'm, oh. like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Work while I watch it. <laughs> 10 and seconds and,
2: later, I'm like, well, I guess this laundry is not getting done. Today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that Disney touch, I think with the, um, with the unlikely friendships, with the, the cat and dog relationship, the memorable lines <laughs> yeah. that also went to Treasure Planet. Mm-hmm. So that's two for Wreck-It Ralph and two for Treasure Planet, Dude. which brings it down to the magic music. Neither oh. of these films focused on their mu- music, no. and you both got two solid points and no criticisms against it. So you're tied. Oh. so what happens now oh is god. I count the positive points that you got and the positive points and the negative points that you got and the one who has the highest overall number wins. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Christ. My
2: heart is racing. Oh. This is so intense. I
1: can't uh, you Guys, I feel I don't like we should be holding it. hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can
0: they both just go for through
2: can they can they hold hands and skip merrily yeah. down together and Guys, like
1: this <laughs> is the first round. I know, like, I know, <laughs>
0: I know. I just swore again. I'm sorry. I know,
1: I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> In the fight between Wreck It Ralph and Treasure Planet. <sighs> Treasure Planet is the better film. Oh, yes. oh man.
0: Oh. Woo! Wow.
1: Record Ralph got 20 points overall with three criticisms. JoJo Planner got 21 with three criticisms. Oh, <laughs> son of a... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Monkey. Uh, so well done to both you guys. <laughs> oh, is, my God. That uh, was amazing. That is not easy, I dude. I feel no. so guilty right yeah, man. now. Un understandable. You know um,
2: what? I, you, brother, take it because I don't yeah. want to do this again. Yeah.
0: I, can't, I can't do
1: this again. i got to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Put me up against something that I hate next <laughs> time, please. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll have to see. Like Disney, they're all Disney movies. What can I say? At least I'm not mm-hmm. fighting Alex in the Goofy movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ray, for fighting so valiantly. Nah, it was record. worth it. Oh, so well done. It was worth it. So well done. <laughs> thank you to Curtis. We'll see you in the next round with Treasure Planet. Indeed. And thank you again to Ellen for fact-checking us all the way to the thank end. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. If You think I've made the wrong choice and I am expecting that. Yeah, this is contentious. (laughs) This will be be so contentious. You will have an opportunity on our Facebook page. As soon as this is published, I will put up a poll and you get to have your say on whether Record Ralph is better than Treasure Planet.
2: I'm just going to get onto Facebook real quick. Uh, (laughs) Don't mind me.
1: Um, And if it turns out that you think Record Ralph is, Record Ralph may qualify. To be one of the wild cards going through to the next round. The so it is possible <laughs> that record Ralph makes it through. I hope that is happens. I can't happens. do this again, though. No, okay. I can't Don't, man. Point, don't put can't us up against each other. Each other. Again. I don't control the bracket. <laughs> I, am, I am at the whim of fate. Uh, all right. So this has been the Disney vs. Disney debates. You can find us on online you can find curtis on his podcast on tnc unfeatured articles check it out one mile etc etc and you can find ellen on her podcast murder in the land of oz and you can find ray dancing about brisbane you <laughs> <It's true. laughs> see me
2: like irish dancing <laughs> down a the street oh,
1: there she goes hey, all right uh. thanks for joining us guys and we will see you all next week keep watching disney Peace out.
0: you need to be listening to the floof and Papa podcast i'm mel i'm taylor and we're going to talk about all things dogs dog stories dog breeds dog tips and tricks dog puns dog jokes dog everything out if you're not listening uh hit us up at the floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast tune in
1: uh, that's not Gunner kind of productions podcast